When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, is Lancey still tracking stats on this podcast? <laughs> I, need to I, I think the joke is that he never was. <laughs> oh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brews and Bruins podcast. This is episode 14 of season five, um, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Pride Diehards or whatever they may be called in the near future. Um, DraftKings, their thing. Yeah, DraftKings. Yeah, yeah. No Raycon this long, month. Long time, long time sponsor, DraftKings. Yeah, man. We got to do something special. With they, they love our shit. Yeah, they're they're they they message us all the time saying like keep up the good work and we have so many, uh, you know, more people joining because of you specifically. So. And they actually endorse everything we say on this podcast. Yeah, I, I think I don't know if we can actually include the saying us saying that. <laughs> <because> <laughs> I, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so disclaimer. Uh, lies on behalf. Yeah, sorry, that was uh, that was parody or whatever uh, Twitter made everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah. say when they were <laughs> parentheses next year. Uh, all right, well, um, before we get into drinks and all that, uh, you know, I was texting with Chris and Cam earlier today about you know, j- you know, joking like, ah, yeah, you know, the NHL or some le- or some team is going to pull some BS at some point this season. We'll have to address that at some point, um, and. It has already occurred as of what was it, Chris, today or was yep. it yes, today? I mean, yesterday as of release of this recording, I, unless you post it like later tonight. That's true. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. So, um, Chris, you were the more the one you were the one who told me. So do you want to tell me what you have seen? Yeah, I mean, well, so. Prior uh, earlier in the offseason, the NHL kind of bowed down to the seven dudes or whatever who didn't want to wear uh pride warm-up jerseys and said uh all right well we're canceling theme nights uh, no more special jerseys no more any of that stuff um or uh, they're i guess they were allowed to have theme nights just no warm-up jerseys or whatever and uh teams are allowed to do whatever they want just no none of those like nothing where anyone's going to feel ostracized and uh today they said, uh, you know what? No pride tape either. Um, and that just feels weird. Like, I don't I, <laughs> like a very weird attack. And uh, I I forget who did Somebody in, in the like uh, who works for the athletic asked Bill Daly, the, the assistant commissioner, or whatever deputy commissioner. Um why like this is weird why and his answer was basically uh 
well, you know, people can support what they want to off the ice and it doesn't matter. We just don't want people feeling like they're in a position where they're going to be bullied if they, if they don't participate. Um, and I think anyone listening to this podcast knows why that's bullshit. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's some real like, it's it the same thing that Barstool like always does when they're like, uh, we're the victims now. Why does everyone hate us? Like it's no, you're, you're the bullies. You're the ones punching down. Like mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> this, it's very silly to, I mean, it, it, these are things that mean a lot to a specific community and within the hockey community that feels uh, underrepresented and often uh, antagonized. Um, so yeah, just more bullshit that sucks. Yeah, I think the tape is especially like what? Because that was always that wasn't ever really a mandated thing anyway. That was something like beyond the jersey is what players kind of decided to do themselves. Uh, Shouts to Connor Clifton, who uh, wh- what was the, he was the first to, to use it in a game, right? Yeah, or something? yeah. yeah for the so, Bruins. Um, and so yeah, that's just like an extra like an extra fu basically um and yeah like you said that it's it's showing support of a community within this community um and like like the seven guy they're listening to the seven guys or whatever it was that uh you know were the assholes in the situation as opposed to what the 582 whatever other players that seem to have a a level head on the on the situation that there's obviously a correct side to i mean <laughs> uh, yeah. I, like quite honestly i don't really see any sort of defense against not supporting the um you know the lgbtq plus community so um, yeah it, it also sucks a little bit extra because it's one of those things that it, it was one of the few things that the nhl was doing right that maybe some other major leagues were not doing um and you know maybe they looked around and said hey like the other leagues aren't really doing this like what what benefit is this to us it's not making us money and it's causing us trouble like what, why are we doing this and that's a really cynical way to look at things but mm-hmm. it's kind of how it is yeah well <laughs> and that's that our note- podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah on that, on that note draft kings no not yet we're gonna do some uh some drinks and then some uh some bruins talk and as usual i'll find some random point to throw in the ad break later um chris do you have anything special you wanna yeah i mean special is relative but um i i will be driving to pick up my child from school in a bit so i don't want to be drinking alcohol right now um, well, you but if, do, but you're not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shouts to Miller Lite, our other sponsor. I always want to be drinking Miller Lite, but I always do it responsibly. Um, but uh, I, I've recently discovered that it's kind of fun to like add some flavor to your iced tea. So got some uh, green tea and some uh, Humex uh, mango nectar which I assume is a portmanteau of like Hugo and Mexico, just, you know, uh, but I'm not sure. Uh, and it's, uh, it's delicious. I, I was doing it with the peach nectar and 
maybe some sweet tea I'm like that one that's always good but it's probably a little bit a little bit too sweet to be doing all the time this one's a little more mellow nice teas are approved so it's good that we're... um drinkability it 34 uh tasteability I would say the only part of the taste that isn't like, like you get a little bit of the aftertaste of the green tea. I would say that's the only thing I can ding it on. So 31, but it is very mango-y. Excellent. Excellent. I over here have a brew of a different variety. It is a cider. Um, it is a down east cider, but it's not just any old down east cider. No, it's not the pumpkin down east cider that I've been talking about the past couple episodes. It is... Da, 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 da. the donut <laughs> now this one it's similar to the pumpkin one it comes out every fall but i feel like it's a little more limited i guess they kind of extended into like thanksgiving time and stuff and then it kind of ends but uh julia was at the store and found them so naturally had to get them so it does indeed taste like a donut um, is, it, is it like an apple cider donut? Is that kind of like kind what it's going of yeah? For? You can definitely still get like the appley a bit, but I'm kind of I get like some jelly donut vibes. Okay, you know, like a Dunkin' Donut sugary kind of donut. Um, cider cider donuts are a very New England thing. Yeah, um, but you know, if it's a jelly donut thing, then sure. But uh, yeah, nice uh, a nice five point two percent. Um, yeah, I mean, cider, the, the down east ciders are always a little sugary and stuff. Uh, I'll do the drinkability, noting that as like a 30, um, and then tasteability 37, uh, 37's not all around, just part of the way around. Sorry, Lancey. Uh, is Lancey still tracking stats on this podcast? <laughs> I, need to I, I think the joke is that he never was. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't want to laugh at that because it's not funny. I thought that was happening. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, that's the word on sports. Um, now for the word on beer, the Boston Bruins. Now the Boston Bruins start action tomorrow or today because I'm releasing this on Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. Um and a timestamp that you can uh, yes. place along our timeline in the video that Drew posted <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, check out our historic timeline over the past three hour, uh, three years and nine months. Um, but yeah, so Bruins announced their opening night roster. I do want to start with what the hell is happening with uh, Danton High Noon Heinen um, because. Uh, last I saw, Bruins are looking to sign him and are waiting and asked him to be patient. So, yeah, and, and also just brought back Patrick Brown. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm guessing what's happening is they're waiting for the Matt Poitras, whoever uh, you get six different pronunciations based on uh, who's saying it, but I'm guessing it's uh, um, but I'm not going to pronounce it like that because it's really Poitras. hard. Poitras. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I think that he's got his he's got his ten games to figure it out and see if they're going to send him back down to juniors or not. And I think that's probably what they're waiting for on Heinen. Mm-hmm. Um, that made less sense earlier today when they had the extra roster space and right. the cap space to sign him. Um, or it was like, all right, I mean, like you can do both. <laughs> you can have yeah. Heinen. I thought I thought moving on like when Greer went on waivers, I thought for yeah. sure that was what was opening it up for Heinen. And oh man, yeah, it's it's weird because I also like I have no feelings on Patrick Brown. I don't think he's anything. Um, and I do think maybe Jesper Boquist is something, uh, not like something significant, but I think maybe somebody I'd rather have on the roster. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it all feeds into the same conversation, and I, I think we'll we'll eventually know. By, I, I maybe we won't. Maybe, uh, maybe this is <laughs> just Don Sweeney being really strange and doing something unnecessary. But to me, based on a couple of tweets, like one that Ty put out, made it seem like Danton Heinen was like on board with whatever was happening. Like, seems like the communication is there. So whatever i mean i think there are players that are in the opening night lineup that uh, are not as good as danton heinen so i mean i'd rather have him on the roster as soon as possible but i think the idea is to have him as the 13th forward yeah and i think you know the bruins are in an interesting situation this year that we really haven't seen where they feel i mean part of it's their their hand is forced right but like they're playing a lot of younger guys a lot of the like these rookies, these prospects that they've had in the pool for a couple of years. Uh, you know, some of them like Beecher, I'm excited to see what Beecher can do. Um, and it, not that you go with that necessarily over Heinen, but you have these guys that they feel are NHL ready. And usually you see that like one, maybe two at a time in a season for the Bruins, just because their pool isn't the deepest. And, you know, I'm hoping with this, they have a deep pool in the sense that you can get a bottom three guy out of some of these guys, like Beecher slotting in on the fourth line. It's looking like, um, yeah, you know, when we got him, it was like, I think we talked about kind of hoping he can get to that maybe top six, like a second line guy as the peak. And then maybe more third line is where he fits in or, you know, whatever. But if you have these guys starting and you're, you know, you're building this, not necessarily, you don't know if these guys are going to be like a core going forward, um, but they, they could be a great supporting cast as, you know, eventually Marshawn moves on. You have Pasternak and McAvoy and Lindholm kind of anchoring the team with whatever goaltenders there at the time. These could be the young depth players coming up along with like Trent Frederick there. Um, so I think that's interesting. But yeah, I really thought they would have Heinen there, especially because the Bruins are in a situation where they're contenders. It's not like a rebuild. It's not like, okay, I'm going to play these rookies all 82 games. It's more of a test drive for some of them, um, whether it's that seven game period or it's the, okay, you're going to play 20 games and then we might send you back down or scratch you. Um, so I'm yeah. excited to see that aspect of the roster unfold. But I still, I, I agree. I think there's room for Heinen on that team for sure. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you kind of laid the expectations out there. I, I was kind of waffling back and forth on like I know it's not a rebuilding year. Um but I do think it's kind of like a 
let's see what we have in the first like quarter of the season kind of year because you know you you lose your centers uh, on the top two lines i think zaka is a really nice fill-in um for Krejci. um i think coil much less so for bergeron but i do think debrusque and, and marshy are really good wings i think debrusque has been underappreciated the past couple of years um and, we, and we've been talking about you know brad marchand pulling a little more weight than than he had in, in past years i don't think necessarily everything that we were at least i was saying came to fruition because bergeron retired after having like a really incredible year uh so i i kind of saw him in my head like waning toward the end of his career and marchand starting to pull the um, pull more of the load on the top line. And that's not really what happened, but I know he has the ability to do that. So I feel comfortable with those top two lines, mm-hmm. but I really wanted to see Poitra on that top line. And it doesn't look like that's the direction that they're going with. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, and yes, I do think this team ultimately views itself as a contender. There are the moves there that like, you don't go get JVR for a, a year to just like sit and skate around 18th place or whatever. Um, And like, I I guess Shattenkirk's not like a, we got to go get this guy to contend move, but also like, that's not something you do if you're tanking or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But then again, they, they did let a lot of guys walk. Um, I think now looking at what the cap looks like, I think that was probably the smart move. Yeah, especially with what free agency looks like next year, which is kind of where I'm like, it's, it's not a, yes, this team wants to contend, but also it's a little bit of a, let's see what we got here year. And that's where my frustration is with like, do we really want to see what we got? Cause I think the ceiling for this team is if Patra's ready, like, and he wouldn't be the first 19 year old in the history of the league to be ready. Um, then put him out there. He looked really great in the preseason. I know preseason is not a great way to judge players necessarily, but it's what we got for now. His first real look against the big boys. Um, yeah. And I thought he looked really good. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And it's thought the Bruins would never be a team to tank or anything like that. But even if they miss the playoffs or whatever, like there's no – benefit they don't have a first they don't have a second and they don't have a third round pick this year which kind of leads me to this question after the draft kings da, 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 da. <laughs> the nfl season is going strong and DraftKings sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer an offer that's even stronger feel the sweat by betting five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars instantly and bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can feel the sweat and take advantage of a sweeter offer every game day this October. Discuss some upcoming games. I'm mentioning available lines and odds from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You know what? For those, just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five. 
on the NFL. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, Help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. License E Partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in all NT. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. DraftKings. That's okay. that's crow teasing. And so after that little teaser, here is the question. Um, and, and I guess this is probably better answered once, once we're there. But if the Bruins are not winding up going to be buyers at the trade deadline or as the trade deadline approaches maybe they're looking to sell would you see them maybe targeting a draft pick because their draft pool's already depleted as we're kind of seeing here and like I, I don't even i don't know too much about this year's draft class but if it's a deep first round or a deep second round or something and they have something with that capability to make a trade work like yeah, because the Bruins aren't ones to necessarily really do that. They're used to trading away their picks for players. They're always Sweeney's always been a player first guy, whether or no matter what the season's looking like. Yeah, I mean that. That's why some of those one year deals uh, Lucic accepted. Um, I, I don't think that was like a dumb signing or anything. I just don't think it like has a lot of upside. Like uh, he's not a guy you're going to be able to trade at the deadline, but I think like JVR, if he's having a great year and maybe the team is not, that's someone you could shop at the deadline. I don't think that's someone you're going to get like a first round pick for, but if he's got 24 goals at the deadline, you could send him to a contender, maybe get a second round pick. Um, Kevin Shattenkirk, probably not that much, but uh, another guy, if he's having a great year. um, Yeah. I don't know about Grizzly and DeBrusque. I, I like well, anybody on years too. Yeah, right? if, if anybody's having like a a great year, yeah, I don't think Grizzly is the kind of guy that like teams who are going into the playoffs are going to be looking to stock up on, unless he's having like an uncharacteristically good offensive year. In which case, um, don't trade him because <laughs> I think because uh, I think whether it's fair or not, the narrative is there that he's not the type of player you want in the playoffs. Like he's not a big body. He's not able to take those hits, even though I don't know, maybe if they had played him more during this series last year, uh, they wouldn't have gotten eliminated in the first round, but whew, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's a good spot. Like I, the, the pressure is not on this year. The pressure's off. No, we got 100 years of history to lean back on for this year for <laughs> content. <laughs> um, the pressure's on for us to cover this team with complete integrity and journalistic neutrality, um, as we always do. But, yeah, I, I kind of said it before. I'm really excited about Beecher. Um, 
And I, I'm really, this is definitely kind of like you said, there's, there really isn't pressure. Um, there's certainly still expectations to be competitive and you still got guys like Pasternak and Marshawn and Lindholm and McAvoy and you have a Vesna winning goaltender and a goaltender upcoming. Um, you have pieces in place to be a playoff team. Um, and as we've seen in the playoffs, the number one team doesn't necessarily go all the way. Sometimes they don't make it out of the first fucking round. So, you know, it, it really is about where you're at at that point, momentum at like just culture as a team and the characters you have in the room and all that. But my expectation is, you know, playoffs and maybe that's a wild card and I'm, and I'm fine with that. I don't expect dominance, especially in this division right now. Um, And I'm excited to see these young guys get some ice time because at the end of the day, if they don't make it far, that's huge going forward. Cause like I was saying, they're, these are potentially some depth guys at the very least for, you know, posture not going forward. I mean, like forward, there's mostly forward, forward, uh, you know, prospects coming up. So that's what I'm thinking forward side. Posture docs your anchor there. And then, you know, you got some other guys coming through. Yeah. And to a lesser extent, Mason Lowry. I mean, I saw a lot of people talking about wanting him on the roster. And I don't know. I, I thought he looked good passing the puck which was it's always impressive when somebody who's like huge can pass the puck because it takes a lot more skill to handle the puck if you're just like standing eight feet above it um but yeah i thought he looked slow um and i don't know if that's that's fair or not but like i I don't know like once again though this is the type of year where you want to see what you got i don't know if you want to throw him out there on the third pairing. Like, I, I don't know if it does any of the young guys, like it, it, it does them justice to like send them out in minimum minutes on bottom pairs, fourth line minutes, like Beecher. That's fine. If you're grooming him to be a bottom six guy, which I think at this point, yeah, like we're hoping for a third line center out of him. Um, kind of the way that Trent Frederick came up, like you said. Um, Lorai, though, like I think he's someone that we're hoping fits into, you know, middle pair, maybe top pair. I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't know if it does him any good to stick him on the third pair um, and. Right. And just like hope he doesn't make mistakes. I think generally you want to pair somebody like that with, you know, somebody solid, um, somebody who's gonna really help you out. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if that opportunity exists without, you know, leaving somebody in the, you know, on the bench that can really actually help you. Right. Well, is there anything else you have to add, good sir? Because my thought, I I would go into goaltending, but we just released an episode. We did a whole episode on goaltending, baby. Um, um, do you have any thoughts on like the line combinations or anything? Like, um, I like I haven't seen like the latest. Th- oh wait, yeah, no, it was like practice the other day. It was kind of the last thing that I saw. 
I got I got to bring up Connor Ryan's tweet. As always, I go to Connor or I go to uh I pulled up ties. To tie or to no offense, uh, Connor. Matt. Although one of their most recent tweets is them recording an episode of a podcast together. So JVR in the first line is a little youch for me. I'd rather see him more in the second line. But uh, oh, and this was practice today, not even yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I see needing to spread the wealth with Marchand. But I mean, I guess what other option do you have at left wing if if it's not Marchand on that first line? I mean, um, to be fair, everything I've been seeing has been putting the Martian coiled DeBrusque line as the first line, and this tweet just moves it down to the second line, and I've okay. seen JVR on that soccer line. Gotcha. I, honestly, I don't think either line is... No. I, I would say probably the the one that Connor has put as the first line is like more traditionally a first line because it has your, your heart candidate on it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's mostly just saying like... Pasternak greater than symbol Marshan right now. Yeah. Um, for the third line, I'm interested to see what Geeky is going to do. Um, from what Chef, I understand. Chanel. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> from what I understand, you know, in his career, this is sort of like make or break. Not, I mean, obviously every season's a new season, but um, I think this is a pivotal season for him. So hope to see good things for his sake. That fourth line, I like it a lot, and there was something that Montgomery said. Um, a quote: "One of it was they have speed, which I think that excludes Lucci, because, <laughs> uh, unless he gets a red line to blue line head start." Is um, Beecher fast though? Like I, I think I he for his size, I think he's got some speed. Okay, because I know Patrick, our guy Patrick Laverty, was uh, singing his praises last year, and I, I don't really know a whole lot about him other than he's big. It, I mean, he's six three, um, but I think for you know for that size, he's got some good speed, um, two hundred ten pounds, according to Wikipedia. So that's not an official hockey source. That's, uh... Actually, it is uh, sponsored by the NHL Wikipedia. It's the sole uh, revenue. So <laughs> sponsored by Bruce and Bruins. Um, so yeah, and then you got Laco there, and uh, should be interesting, really. Um, and the defense, I honestly don't have much much to add on that. I mean, when they got Shattenkirk, you would assume that was going to be your third-pair guy. And as of right now, it looks like that's what it is with Forbort, or Forsbrand. Excuse me. Check out our timeline for more info on when that started. Um, yeah, I mean, I, defense is about where I would have expected it after the, they had this offseason. Um yeah, no offense to Cliffy. Um, I think Shattenkirk's a pretty good swip swap. I yeah. don't I don't know where you know where he is in terms of his aging curve, but he was good last year, so on on a really bad team. And that doesn't always translate when you put somebody who was on a bad team and played well to a what what we hope will be a good team. That doesn't always mean like, all right, this guy's gonna be even better, but it's a good sign that you know, he's not going to be bad. Right. Right. Well, is that the last word on sports? Seems like it. I guess some host, I have the power to shut it down. 
And I will in three, two, whoop.